0: Everybody has played a part and, uh, and what's nice about it is that everybody who comes goes, why haven't, why haven't I heard about Croatia before? Because it's, it's really come onto the remote work scene so quickly because of all those factors I mentioned, I mentioned earlier. And, and people are coming, they're going, wow, this is amazing.
1: Welcome to Chat with Nomads, where we uncover travel insights, business advice, adventure stories, and lifestyle tips with world travelers and digital nomads. Here is your host, Rax, from nomadsunveiled.com. All right, guys, welcome
2: back to the show. So, this is another episode in a special series that we look into the amazing brains behind Croatia's push towards a digital nomad destination. And continuing from our previous recording today, we actually have Paul Bradbury, the founder of total croatian news i just finished a recording with him for our normal podcast series talking about travel so for the viewers i'll put like a link somewhere here probably and for the listeners is probably the previous episode so paul uh, welcome to the show again and i was saying that it was it would be very interesting to really have a behind the scenes look um, from your perspective on the role of media in, in croatia or any country's uh, push towards a digital nomad destination branding So, what's your? Why don't you give again a brief introduction, just in case people did not hear the previous episode, like of what you are doing. Well, okay. Um,
0: Thanks, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, Your 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 podcast is uh, is growing; uh, it's becoming a cult hit around the world. So, uh, I I really enjoy your style. It's it's an honor to be on on your show. Um, I mean, perhaps I I could tell you what I could tell you a bit about the digital nomad story in Croatia and how it started, and then there'll be immediate aspects to that as well, uh, because. To me, it's been a a really, really incredible um, journey that's come together so quickly in a very bureaucratic country where... They're quite resistant to change, and yet this has just sliced through everything. It's been amazing. So really, I mean, I've been uh, I've been writing about digital nomads' opportunity in um, in Croatia since about May 2019. Um, I met uh, Tanya Polgubic from Saltwater Nomads, um, who has been my partner in uh, various projects we've done, and she, I think, is a very visionary uh, lady. She's an Australian Croat,ian uh, very passionate about her homeland, but with a very clear view of how to develop this. And um, so she was running a co-working space in uh, in Split, and uh, I was with my national media portal, and neither of us were making any money. And uh, we both knew we had skills, and if we combined, maybe we could do something. So that was really my initial. And then uh, the uh, Andreas Gerdes, uh, who's uh, from the German guy in Malta, who's a very visionary uh, guy, and he's a big name on the, on, the, on the scene. He spent a lot of time in Zagreb, and uh, we, there was a conference um, the MBA Croatia about entrepreneurship uh, 2.0 and he got up and he was saying we could transform this country in six months if we could bring you know like this kind of remote work setup and everything else and you know people thought he was nuts and so on and that really cemented it for me um and then but working with Tanya it was I think things are going uh, were going well and so I, I went to see um uh well first of all I went to the National Tourist Board um and I said we would like to do a Branding of Trogir, which is a small town near a Split, as the first digital nomad town. We've got a co-working space from the city, and can we kind of do this together? You know, you're the national tourist board, and, uh, and um, you know, and we have the brains, and we have the media through TCN. And this was in March 2020. So this was uh, before the visa was announced or anything before Jan even heard of um, uh, digital nomads. And uh, the tourist board said it's a nice idea, but we can't support it because there's a taxation issue with digital nomads. So they said no, no support. Okay. So that was the end of that, and then. Um, At the beginning of May 2020, I I got an email from a woman organizing a tourism conference saying, did I want to cover this tourism conference? And it's uh, uh, all the best speakers, all the best writers, and all the best people in the tourism industry in Croatia are going to be at this conference. And I read the email, and I was like, are you asking me to speak at the conference? Because I'm I'm, I'm not a tourism expert. I do know quite a bit about tourism, so I've been writing about it for 10 years. Um, Or are you asking me just to write about it? And she said, I'm just asking you to write about it. So I felt a little bit insulted. That um, you know, I mean, I didn't mind not being invited to speak. It's fine. I, I don't get invited to many things for some reason. Um, but to be asked to report on the words of other people, like my 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 words about their words. So I was a bit insulted. And then I was like, so I had a look and said, who who, who are these experts? And then I laughed because I saw Yandi Yong. Now I've known Yan for years, and uh, he is a phenomenal businessman. He's a great human. He's a you know he's he's done what he's done for Croatia is incredible. He back then knew absolutely zero about tourism. And to have him as the expert, I just found that was brilliant, you know? So I sent him a message and I said, oh, I see you're now a tourism expert. He says, oh Paul, could you please help me? Uh, Because I said yes to this conference and it's about tourism and, and, uh, you know, I don't know anything and you know everything. Uh, Could you help me? And I was like, no. And I said, so I sent him, uh, I said, I'm gonna send you six articles. If you read these articles, you will be the smartest man in the room. But my only condition is that you mention my name often because it will really annoy them yeah and uh so he called me the next day and he said man this stuff's amazing this three words jumped off the page digital nomad tourism i've never heard of digital nomads tourism before in my life okay and uh, and true to his word, he sent me a, a WhatsApp video, which is we, we, uh, it's on T, on TCN, You can find it, where he actually spoke about digital nomads for the first time mm. at this conference. And he said, "Oh, there's this really smart English guy who I, I read lots of his stuff, and he's got all these great ideas." And, and they're like, "Who is it? Who is it?" And like, "Name's Paul mm. <laughs> Um And so, and that's how it started. And then, and then Jan, you know, took the thing, and he just he just went straight through, and he said, "We should have a visa." So he wrote the open letter to. Uh, so uh, on linkedin he just wrote an open letter to the prime minister saying dear, dear prime minister this is an opportunity uh, it's an it's a win win for everybody um and uh, it, the and the response was amazing um you know the, within i think a week he had a meeting with the uh, minister of interior and within i think eight weeks or something the he was tweeting a, the prime minister tweeted a photograph of him and Yan sitting in his office announcing that they would do a, a nomad visa, and they were starting on it, working on it the next day in Parliament. And literally from me telling him about digital nomads in May 2020, the visa, or the, the, the permit as it's called now, actually came into effect on January the 1st, 2021, which is, so that's like an eight period. And trust me, in Croatia, that is, it's unheard of. <laughs> uh, they managed to get the Aliens Act uh, changed to regulate digital nomads. They managed to get the taxation thing changed. They managed to get five ministries together, again, which is pretty unheard of. And uh, it was it was Jan pushing with the team behind Jan. It wasn't just him. Um, and uh, and we were reporting on everything every step of the way. And uh, Total Creation News is a uh, Google News uh, partner. And uh, so what I found was that this got a lot of attention, and uh, Jan... Uh, was in the media a lot. I think, I think CNN, The Economist, um, you know, lots of everybody covered this story. And it was at just the time during the pandemic that uh, Croatia was also the only EU country that was accepting non EU citizens. Um, and so for Americans, it was, uh, you know, wow, this is a beautiful country that accept Americans and they're going to have a digital nomad visa and we're going into this remote work uh, revolution. This place is incredible. And then ABC News contacted me uh, through my Viber community and said, we want to do a story on um, on uh, Croatia during the pandemic. And I said, uh, okay, we can arrange a, a trip. So they came. They went to Dubrovnik. Uh, my partner, Kresme showed them around, opened every single door that was possible and created a few new ones. Uh, we had six reports on ABC News, including Good Morning America, 12.5 million people watching, about this amazing country during the pandemic. So these messages of... It's, it's American friendly. It's beautiful. Uh, it's forward thinking. Uh, this really, really came into one synergy. Um, mm-hmm. and so, and, 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 the other, the other big thing that was, uh, I think is that we're not in the Schengen zone yet. We're going in quite soon. And so for the people that had to get out of the Schengen zone, where to next, our Croatia is beautiful and it's open for foreigners. So all those things came together. Um, and so then, you know, then the visa came in and, and, uh, and, uh, so I'm with Tanya going, okay, now what are we going to do? And, you know, we, when, in order to pull off projects here, it's, the, the, the best thing is if you can get a public private partnership. So, if you can get a progressive tourist board and a destination to work with you and to co fund and so on. And, uh, you know, uh, the Greater National Tourist Board is, is, is a total joke. I mean, they're suing me for 100,000 kuna. So, that's my opinion. So, full disclosure, uh, they, have, they haven't they have got a clue um, about what's going on. But uh, I went to see uh, the Zagreb Tourist Board director. And, uh, and she said, Paul, we need some new ideas. We've had an earthquake, a huge earthquake in Zagreb in 2020 in March. And I said, digital nomads. And she's like, okay. You know? And so I said, I'm going to introduce you to Tanya. And we'll give all the media support. Because you know, no, nobody has written more about Croatia and digital nomads than, than, than TCN has. Because we've covered every single step of the way and stuff. And when people, when we ask survey all these nomads, how did you first hear about Croatia as a digital nomad destination? The general answers are, uh, total question news de Yong's LinkedIn profile, saltwater nomads, which is Tanya, Google alerts because a lot of people set up alerts for Croatia digital nomad visa, yeah, and right. um, and Google alerts that was just TCN because we're we we're Google News partner, yeah, and so we were getting if, if you ask most nomads that they'll probably have some combination of one of those is how they actually first came, so really it was um, you know uh, I mean lots of people doing things but Yan doing his thing, Tan doing my thing, her thing, and me doing my thing, and that really sort of uh, spread the net really really wide. Um, mm-hmm. When when the first visa holder, uh, Melissa Paul, up in Istria, she got the first visa. I was the first interviewer. I published the article, and then you know, then it went around and it was on CNN and Euro News and all that and stuff. And so this whole thing went out, and here's a physical thing. And the big thing I think that really helped Croatia and this stuff is that we were the only country really doing anything during the pandemic to try and uh, attract nomads or to try and keep the story going. Everybody else was just waiting and stay home, stay safe, all this stuff. And, and so I then said to uh, to uh, Martina, who's the Zagreb Tourist Board director, you know, meet Tanya. And, you know, I, she's the brains. I'm the guy that writes the words and I can do the promotion, but she's the one that will come with the concert. And she came up with this amazing uh, Zagreb Digital Nomad Week concept of uh, seven different themes in seven different locations in seven different days. So one was cybersecurity in I ho- was, was a hotel. One was wellness and something else. One was about uh, remote work, finding remote work, you know, and so every single day had a different theme. And uh, we, you know, she did that, and then the Zagreb Ambassador Programme, which is you you were part of, where we got, um, for the last six months, from July to December 31st, we got one ambassador from somewhere to come and be our guest in Zagreb for a month, and then they would help with their contribution of what they saw, also organize events, and they would help to build the community. And... uh, that was so successful because we had really amazing six amazing ambassadors, uh, including a good and um, I'm very very grateful for your contribution. Um, you know, Dean Kretschel from uh, from Israel. Uh, he just said, "I'm here to build community," and he worked his ass off for a month. And he saw more of Zagreb than I've in one month than I've seen in eighteen years. You know, he's everywhere. And uh, and then Anna Maria Kochanska. She came in uh, December, and uh, she was very very active. But at the end of it, she went to speak to uh, Johannes from Nomad Base, Nomad Cruise and says, have you considered Croatia? And uh, she then introduced Johannes to Tanya, Michael Freer from uh, DNA Croatia, Digital Nomad Association Croatia, and Jan and myself. And we've basically, now, he's now announced that he's bringing his nomad base to do a seven-day conference in Croatia in May. And mm-hmm. now we're going to work quite hard to try and keep those people there for two or three months because we've got a lot going on. So, um, and then Zagreb Digital Nomad Week was in June, and it was just as some people were going to the first in-house um, like live events after all this lockdown. And Mandy France, uh, she she flew in from Amsterdam, and uh, Tony got Dean to come in from wherever he was. Where is Dean? You know, um, and they were in, and, and they were just loving the energy of Zagreb. That you know, uh, the place is open, people are friendly. Uh, there's actually an in-house, there's an actual gathering happening. There's a community, and just uh, we're all blown away by how incredible Zagreb was as a city, how great the Wi-Fi was, how good the English was, how safe it was. Amazing. Uh, Dean said like the food, the value to money, price versus value to money ratio in in Croatia. Other places are cheaper, but he said the value for money you get in, in, in Zagreb mm-hmm. is outstanding. You know, right? So that was, yeah, uh, you know, that was kind of how Zagreb, and then and then in Dubrovnik, it was um, it was even better because in July. Okay,
2: hold on, let, let me let me summarize this a bit because I think this is a very good follow up introduction to the previous episode. Uh, for the view for the viewers, okay. which we have with Michael and Tanya, um, oh, we okay. spoke a bit about you know Croatia's progress into building a community, and and I think what we have seen here is really, as you mentioned. A propagation of events that started basically off in my opinion the media coverage of things so so you you're speaking from your perspective as someone that's on the ground right and what i have seen myself as so I, I as i've always said croatia was never like a very um well-known digital nomad hub it was never in the first batch of nomad hubs like bali shanghai and medin all those places yeah. right and and Croatia really came onto the map as for based on your timeline as well during the pandemic at 2020. And there were a few reasons to that, of which I would like to touch on as well later with you. But from my perspective as someone who was overseas at the time, media coverage was the main reason why I've heard about Croatia and why it spread, right? Yeah. And and I think there is um so we both know Steve Sanchensky. Uh Steve is a good friend. Unfortunately, of
1: yeah.
0: I'm, <laughs> so uh, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually taking him to Slavonia tomorrow for a few days. Yeah, You're so really
2: he's, he's like great, right? And, and so yeah. for the listeners, Steve is a is an American who actually moved. Um, to Croatia during the pandemic and actually acquired the digital nomad visa and now it's like a total Croatia fanboy kind of dude who's staying in Zagreb. So I've spoken to Steve before and this was before he, he, had, he met you, before he even ended up in Croatia. He told me that total Croatia news was the news portal that actually he referred to the most to get English-based news based off um, mm-hmm. the whole digital nomad scene where he was trying to plan his research on like should I actually move to Croatia, right? And so, of course, we all knew he did after that, and most people that know Steve, if you're listening, you probably know him from the CNBC coverage, uh, which featured basically his story of moving to Croatia and staying in Split, in Zagreb, and stuff like that. And when I was hanging out with him, I saw firsthand how some people actually, through that article as well, reached out to Steve, and then ended up in Croatia to meet him and talk about, discuss about moving to Croatia or staying there for a longer period. So... So I realized that it's not just a single coverage thing, coverage thing, but it's a propagation of effects. It, it, Actually, it
0: absolutely is, and and every, everybody has played a part. And uh, and what's nice about it is that everybody who comes goes, why haven't why haven't I heard about Croatia before? Because it's it's really come onto the remote work scene so quickly because of all those factors I mentioned I mentioned earlier. And and people are coming. They're going, wow, this is amazing. And when Dean came, I did an interview with him, and uh, and and uh, he said the only thing. Because for me, he was the first proper digital nomad I'd hung out with, and like, like sort of got to know. And I was like, "Can I do an interview with you about what you think of Zagreb?" And I was really curious to see what he was going to say. And he's like, "He said Zagreb ticks all the boxes. The only thing Zagreb is missing is more digital nomads. It's got everything else. It's got the safety, the lifestyle. It's got the the food, the wine, the nature. You know, the, there's 25 co-working spaces in Zagreb now, or probably probably more. So, and it's and it's got people that are tuned into it. The tourist board locally, the Zagreb tourist board, it's very 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 into it. You know, and um." And then i you know, and then so then he goes and he talks to people. You know, Anna Maria left in uh, in, uh, in, in, in in January, and then she yeah. went off to Cape Verde, and now we've got Nomad Base coming in May, hopefully, or they don't know it yet, hopefully for a couple of months, because I'll tell you about what we've got planned uh, for, for for this uh, for, for this period, and so and then those people come, and then they're, they're going to tell and they're going to tell people, and and the thing is that, you know, some tourist destinations to, they try and just say we are, you know, this this this, and you come and you're disappointed, you know, Croatia away from the beach and away from all the stuff like authentic Croatia the food the wine the people the traditions uh, the lifestyle the nature the affordability that it's all there and when people come they go wow this is pretty amazing and I never knew about this So now with Nomad base we have a, a if we can get 500 of them coming to that conference and we can give them enough quality content and interest why wouldn't they stay for two months Why wouldn't they mm-hmm. remote work in Croatia and discover you know Zagreb and then split and, 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 and Slovenia, of course and uh, you know and then if we can start getting communities to come, then we, they tell their communities and stuff like that. And then we can really, really start to attract some uh, some, serious, uh, some serious numbers and some serious mindset. That's the big thing I want to do is I want right. to get people like you to come in. I mean, you've been really inspiring. My you're, daughter, you're, you're doing some stuff together. She's, she's learned so much from you and, and the other man she's met, and she's now having a mindset change of herself. And so this will help Croatia to grow um, and to stop this brain drain and everybody emigrating, and people are saying that you're coming to Croatia to work, and there is opportunity. And so this is, to me, it's uh, it's the biggest battle Croatia faces today is mindset. So, so
2: I'm very I'm very interested in this portion because this, and I've heard this from Tanya and Michael before when we did our chat. But this brain drain issue has just never been something that I've considered, and I, I don't think it has been something that any digital nomad really thinks about in the first place, no. right? No. But I realise that in Croatia it is actually a big issue. Hearing that all of you are mentioning it, right? So yeah. so you have heard. Like you have only heard about digital nomads like a few years back, right? It was not like a very familiar concept, like right at the start. So what do you think for you, what was the factor that you believe that this would actually be a future or be a trend that will carry on that is worth pursuing?
0: Uh the uh well, okay. So, so when I met Tanya, it was probably about three three, four years ago maybe, she had a co-working space. And I, I had no idea what a co-working space was. I I thought it was like an internet cafe with coffee, basically. That's you know, <laughs> I didn't really understand what the whole thing, but you know, <laughs> And in May 2019, uh, you know, I met Andreas and, and Tanya, and they were talking about different concepts, and it was all a bit alien to me. But in uh, in May 2019, I got an email request from a uh, Russian and Ukrainian couple living in Munich, and they they wanted they were in Yalta, the town of Antoine, where I uh, we have our, our, our house, and they said that they would be very interested to rent our apartment for three months next year, from April the first to June 30. And they explained that they had uh, they were here at the moment, April 1st to June 30, and they would love it but they want an apartment with a better view. And they they heard the apartment was great. And And what would be the price of that? So we met them for a coffee and they explained that they worked in uh, Munich, but the boss had said to them, uh, I need you only in the office for two months a year. And for 10 months of the year, you can work from home. So they decided as a couple, we will go to uh, three months in and then we'll go to somewhere in Sicily and then we'll go to Portugal and we'll do that. And then we'll go back to Munich and then okay so they came and april the 1st Yossi is dead there's nothing nothing really happens until middle of june uh, it, it should be it should be alive but it's not and uh you know they tell us about their life they you know they said we get up in the morning we go for a swim because it's the Adriatic's there uh, then we have a coffee on the on the main square and it's just a great way to start the day and then we do our work from nine o'clock to one o'clock and then we'll go out and have a pizza for lunch another cool thing and then we'll uh, work till five and then we'll go for a swim in the evening and then we'll go and have a drink here and then we'll have dinner here and then i are taking croatian lessons so and, and i i got this concept that here was a a new breed of uh of of, of of person that was living working in munich but living in croatia earning in munich but spending in croatia and i just thought this is just phenomenal you know this could be a really 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 big thing and if we could develop this because like I said before, Croatia, away from the beach and all, all the stuff, away from the high season, it's a phenomenal place to, to come, right? So that got, that's what really got my thinking, thinking this could be a huge thing for Croatia if we can market it properly. And that's always the problem is how, how do we market things properly? And then um, I got an email in um, beginning of November of 2020 from an American girl called Jess. And uh, she and her French-American boyfriend were in Yelsa. They were both digital nomads, she said, and they were in this apartment, not that great. And uh, they wanted to know, could they rent ours? Because I thought it was really amazing. Um, and uh, so I said, yeah, well, we don't normally rent it in the winter. We're living in Zagra, but we said, okay. So we opened it up for them. We gave them a really good price for two months. And then we got talking. And then she's like, I really love this country. I really love this town. I really want to stay, but I'm an American. Three months is the, is the thing. You know, There's the limit. So. And then I have to leave when's this visa coming, when's this visa coming? Because TCM was writing about it and writing about it and writing about it. So any 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 update, you know, Jan would update me, so I would be the first person with the news. You know? uh, so any updates, uh, so even before the Croatian media or anybody else, it was on TCM first because of that relationship I had with, with Jan and, and other people. And so then, uh, so I, I started to try and help her. And um, long story short, she was the seventh um, person to get the nomad permit. You know? gotcha. And so they, and, and so they stayed for, for a year. And then I said, listen, you are a good looking uh, Californian couple. Um, you know, you're loving it here. You're here in January. Everybody else thinks the islands are dead in January. And yet you're coming from Silicon Valley to be here. You know, this is a really great story. And, you know, you're working, you're helping the dog shelter and you're playing a local football team and you're really in- engaging in the community in this, in this. And I could see that if we if this island had 60 couples like you. It would be a different, that the mindset would be that everything would change. Yeah, People would see that, you know, that they would see things Things that you see, they would start to see. So I said, can we do some media stuff on you? So she said, um, fine. So I called a friend of mine who works for national television. And um, I said, I've got this couple, very photogenic, um, you know, great story, island. And she said, I love it. So uh, long story short, we did a 10-minute video report on primetime time. TV, national television at uh, you know, nine o'clock in the evening about there, the Californians enjoying the Dalmatian lifestyle in winter. And it's probably the best advert I've seen for Croatia as a nomad destination. I'll send uh, I send you, you should watch it because it's about it, and it's, it's got subtitles and everything, so it's all, and um, it's uh, it's brilliant. And then people started to think, hang on a minute, uh, we've got foreigners coming here, maybe kind of, you know, something could, could, could be happening with this digital nomad thing. Because what you need to understand as well, looking, looking back now, everything's talking about digital nomads, nomads we were talking about it and everyone's like, what are you talking about? You know, you're just like, bum, bum, bum. You know, how many nomads are here? Like six, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's coming, you know, and uh, there's that a lot of resistance.
2: That's actually the thing, right? Like, and, and now that you mentioned it, I realized that just now when I say it, my knowledge of Croatia's rise as a digital nomad destination is based off the media, but what I just realized and I've seen it myself and to the listeners out there is that it's not just for digital nomads coming in, but also that for the locals to start thinking about this group as a potential customer base or yeah. potential solution yeah. to yeah. solve like off-season Exactly. Slow season profits and revenue.
0: So let me tell you about media. Yeah, and and one of the big successes we've had, uh, and one of our nomads in Dubrovnik, I'll come to that in a minute, uh, said to Caroline, she she said, uh, uh, one of the successes of the digital nomads promotion at the moment is that now every single grandmother knows the term digital nomad. So it's entered into the Croatian lexicon, but it's, it's also everybody now knows and they're talking about it and it's becoming, is this a thing, is this a thing? But then let me tell you about, so because this is really an amazing project that Tania put together. Um, so I've told you about Zagreb and then in, um, in July, 2020, so the visa has, Jan's done his LinkedIn letter, but the prime minister has not yet said the visa's coming. So we're, we're in that sort of talk, 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 talk. And every meeting Jan had, I was writing about it because I wanted to keep the pressure up and stuff like that. Yeah? So um, I got a meeting with the mayor of Dubrovnik Battle for of Frankovich, and he gave me half an hour. And I went to see him and I said, um, you have an incredible destination. You have a terrible tourism policy. Um, I have a, and now we're in the pandemic, we have no tourists and you're looking for, this is an opportunity and you're looking for new ideas and stuff, digital nomads. okay?" And we had a conversation for about half an hour, and that was it. And he said, well, what, what do you suggest? And I said, I suggest this program, which Tanya will put together. It's going to cost this much. And he said, we will start work on it tomorrow. It was literally, I've never, never ever been to a meeting like that. I mean, the, the public-private partnership between Dubrovnik and Zagreb is outstanding. Outstanding. Um, other destinations, which I won't mention, or national organizations, I won't mention. <laughs> not so good. Um, and so, uh, and so, um, and then... We were going to have this project, this project uh, in October 2020, but then the pandemic came back, and so the budgets were done. But Tanya said, "In October 2020 is European Freelancer Week. Can we just do something like a tiny, tiny budget, just something?" And she pulled in every single favour she's ever had from anybody. Like the AV guy brought his own equipment down, drove down from Zadar for free. You know, um, you know, Nick did the whole filming for free. You know, this person did this for free, and we had a tiny, tiny budget. I mean, it was it was embarrassingly small. Um, but we put on the first ever uh, digital nomad conference in Croatia. Mm-hmm. And this is during the time of the pandemic when nothing's happening around the world. And yet, here's Croatia uh, doing uh, a digital nomad conference. How far out was that? It got mentioned in the Washington Post. That's the right. kind of reach out. And now you've got all these different people who have got like Google Alerts for Digital Nomad Croatia or digital nomad, visa or digital nomad Visa in general or Digital Nomads, you know. And because I'm writing about Google News, it's getting picked up a lot on Google Alerts. And so, You know, I will not say the readership was huge, but it was very targeted because it was these people were looking for information. You know, a bit like Steve was looking for information. So he came to TCN. Mm. Actually,
2: Um, what what you were saying until this point is something that I definitely, and I think you probably know my stand on this and the listeners will keep hearing me repeat about this, is that I believe the whole reason why Croatia managed to do so-called significantly well in the last two years in this push is, is that thought that just do it without having the full plan about it and and if anyone listened to our interview in the first episode of our travel you obviously are not a very meticulous person you are definitely the run and gun type whereby if you see an idea and in the macro picture it makes sense you're just going to go for it without thinking too much about the details but believe that you will be able to figure it out as it comes right I think from the execution that you're talking about that is another example of why Croatia and all the people behind this whole push have managed to actually create a a significant level of impact just doing something or whatever to get the ball rolling and when it starts rolling we see the propagation of it that it gets bigger yeah bigger.
0: That, that's very true and but, but it's important to note that really you know the reason there wasn't a strategy was because it was one person doing something here and then you know we we're doing something here and then there's was, there's was no you know something like the national tourist board you might expect would take a take a lead on something like that um but they they had zero interest at all in Zagreb digital nomad week they didn't even do a press release about it even though it won two international awards uh the dubrovnik project you about two international awards but so it was all done like this but then this is the magic. Um, Jan, Tanya, and um, another lady, um, Carmela, uh, decided to form the world's first digital nomad association as an umbrella to coordinate, to um, facilitate, to lobby, because you know, you know, Jan obviously got very good connections now with the government because of the, the whole permit, and to really try and put all the energy into one place. Okay, and um, this and then they they brought on this uh, Michael Freer to be the director for the first six months. And Michael is a he's a he's a a great even though he's a southerner. He's a a great guy. Um, And uh, he's been doing social entrepreneurship in Croatia for about six years, I think. And so he's really connected into the grassroots of everything that's going on in Croatia and probably has a better. I don't think any foreigner has a better understanding of what's going on in Croatia on the ground than Michael does. And so he came to be the director. And in the last three months, what he's achieved has been phenomenal. He's managed to. You know, he knows wh- where all the bodies are, you know, and he's, he's putting them all together. And he's connecting, connecting, connecting. And the and so we had this uh, Digital Nomad Reflection Day uh, last week online. It was a four-hour Zoom where we all introduced ourselves. We were 20 people from the city, from the tourist boards, from NGOs, from Digital Nomads themselves, from ambassadors like yourself, from media like, like me. Um, and we all sort of came together, and we saw what the big picture was. what's actually going on and then connections and synergies were made there and then we realized that actually we've got a a really really lot of stuff going on here and if we can actually sing from the same hymn sheet we can make really rapid progress Yeah, and Michael and and, and Tanya's got the vision for that and Jan's got the vision for that and so so to me it was one of the most extraordinary meetings I've ever been to um because it was like let's look at what's happening and we're all you know there's a lot of ego uh in, in, in different places but it's all being ironed out, and everybody's like, okay, let's get the mission, okay? So when when Nomad Base said they were coming, you know, I said to the meeting, look, Nomad Base is coming. You know, we have an opportunity to showcase Croatia, and we've got Zaga Digital Nomad Week is going to be happening in June. We've got another conference on the 5th of May to the 7th in Dubrovnik, which is uh, about to be announced. They're going to come on the 9th uh, to the 15th for their conference uh, in Croatia. Um, and then we've got this uh, amazing drone festival of Osijek that's going to be happening at the same time in, in late May, and we've got this and this and this. Why don't we? And then we've got In, in Music Festival. Uh, Where the killers are playing, one of the headline bands. And then, and that's in June. And then at the end of June, currently it's 35 euros to fly Ryanair from Zagreb to Sofia for the Bansko uh, Nomad Festival. So you come come to this region for two months and have these incredible experiences, and we'll help you. And we've got all these different things we can help you with. And then, you know, network, go to three amazing uh, conferences just for nomads. In Croatia over a two-month period, and have all this other stuff as well. We've got a guy who has a he does sailing. He's he's got a special digital nomad sailing package for seven days where people are working on it, and it's great. So uh, so that, so that, that's where the synergy is now. And um, I'm I'm probably not the best person to lead that because I have some issues with uh, with certain people. But um, Jan and Michael and, and Tanya, I mean, they're, what they're doing is phenomenal. And I really hope that Croatia recognises what they what they're doing because it really is incredible. But I just want to come back to this amazing program in April 2021 which Tanya came up with, with her team at Saltwater Nomads. And it was called the Digital Nomads in Residence Program, okay? And so Dubrovnik has a really bad image of being uh, expensive uh, over tourism, you know, a two-day destination, and that's it, okay? And um, so what we we did was we had a a global competition to invite uh, nomads to do a one-minute pitch uh, to get 10 nomads from different backgrounds, different countries, different experiences to come to uh, Dubrovnik as guests to get free accommodation for a month. And then... And have and have a program. So Monday to Thursday they would do their normal jobs. Friday, so in the weekend they would do um, excursion. We had to you go to Courchevel, go to uh, you know, and, uh, and like that. And then the Friday, four four Fridays, we had uh, a design thinking workshop, where the aim was to co-create a strategy for. Dubrovnik to attract more digital limits, but also a 10 year roadmap of, of how to progress it. Okay. And we had expert, you know, real experts that, that were in, in on this program to facilitate stuff like that. And, uh, and I, I wasn't very involved in that bit. So, um, you know, Tanya, she did an amazing uh, job there. And um, so we got members from the community, the city, the tourist board, the nomads themselves, and the project partners. And every Friday, we had a really intense workshop where we co created this strategy. So we would have, for example, at the beginning, uh, there's different processes of the visit. You've got the arrival process, the accommodation process, uh, trying to find something to work, You know, social life, things like that. And at the beginning of it, we said, okay, let's take the arrivals process. Uh, everybody, community, city, tourist board, nomad, project partners, on, on a post-it note, what are the three best things about the arrival process in Dubrovnik? What are the three worst things? From the perspective of a local, of, you know, from the city, from the tourist board, and we put all these post-it notes on these big, big, big walls. And all those different parts of the process, and uh, over the course of four weeks, we hammered, 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 hammered it down into these are the um, th- these are the issues, and these are the solutions, and this is what nomads need, and and it was honestly it was a privilege just to be a fly on the wall. I mean, I, I contributed a bit, but I, you know, I, I don't really understand the stuff, stuff. And at the end of it, I'll never forget this. Uh, uh, Rob, who was this uh, really crazy Dutch guy, who was one of the ten nomads, and um, he gave an initial presentation to the uh, to the mayor and to the media and to everybody there. And he said, "My first slide is uh, what happens when I put the word Dubrovnik into Google Images. These are the results: thirty images, right? And they're all the same thing—this beautiful, mm-hmm. stunning old town." Yeah. And he said, "I didn't even know if there was anything outside of the old town. Yeah, uh, I just thought that was it. I've never seen anything about Dubrovnik that was not the old town." Um, and then, uh, and the other thing I had was um, in my perception was that Dubrovnik was a two-day destination, and uh, it was expensive. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, let me tell you, after being here for four weeks, not two days, I'm not ready to go home uh, because I still haven't seen the things I want to see. And, uh, you know, I've not been to Mossad. I've not been to Montenegro. And there's a bunch of other stuff. So um, and for me, the old town is beautiful. But that is not Dubrovnik for me. Dubrovnik for me is the area of Lapad, where I'm saying, like the beach and the park and the local cafe and the, and the bakery and the woman I see on the stairs every day and and it's about that. Little, it's about because I'm, I'm, I'm not staying in Dubrovnik as a tourist. I'm living in Dubrovnik, uh, and so that, and there's the sort of difference. And uh, and he said we basically decided that the big thing for Dubrovnik is three words: beyond the walls.
1: Mm-hmm. Dubrovnik
0: is not the old city. It's what's and if we can build and explain, you know, you can go this island's half an hour by ferry away. You can go and remote work there for a week and then come into the city when you want to. Or well, there's all this hiking to do and there's wine stuff. And if you can actually start to develop that then this is going to be this could be an amazing amazing destination and you will change the perception of expensive two-day thing because you'll do all this and uh the tourist board have been amazing the Dubrovnik tourist board Anna and uh, the deputy mayor Yelka Tepsic are phenomenal humans in terms of public private participation never seen anything like this in the world ever not only do they agree and uh, to be led and to be guided with questions obviously but they implement yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. one thing we said was uh, from this findings was, you know, you really need to have a website called longstagedobrognet.com, something like that. So there's all the, all the tools for people that want to come. And you know, I you can see it's not just that, but this is where you can get your haircut. And this is where you can get your, um, you know, your, 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 your internet card and stuff like that. And next month they'll be launching longstagedobrognet.com. They've gone through, and they've done it. So, um, and then the other thing that was really interesting from these nomads, because apparently this was the first world, the world's first ever in residence, program getting nomads to come in to advise a destination It's not been done before apparently and uh, and you know it's really got an amazing crew of uh, of talent to, to actually brainstorm this and, and facilitate it and uh, the other thing that was really interesting to me was they said you know our research has shown us that uh, the typical length of stay in Dubrovnik is about two days three days seven days maybe but maybe a year somebody comes for a year but never 30 days never mm-hmm. nobody you know but if you look on the digital nomad Croatia Facebook groups, you have all these people saying, "I'm thinking of coming for a month to Croatia. I'm thinking of coming to you know for, for 30 days to Croatia," and so you know Dubrovnik's missing that whole uh, potential catchment because it doesn't it's not a, it's not perceived as a 30 day destination. It's perceived as a two or three or seven day destination maximum. And this is what the market is looking for, and this is what Dubrovnik isn't offering. But we've just had it. Dubrovnik can offer 30 days because we've just done it, and it's been amazing. Yeah, and we, we want to stay longer. So um, then they came up with this amazing project uh, concept called, um, so they, they, this was at April 2021, so there were not many tourists. And so these guys are in the local media, TCN, obviously. Like, we we didn't interview with every single one of them. So we, we, and again, that Google Alerts, Google Alerts, Google Alerts. So they kept the story going. Yep. And, and uh, you know, they all had their different perspectives. And then they became like little celebrities around town because there weren't that many foreigners. Oh, you're the digital nomads. Anyway, what, what is a digital nomad anyway? So they're having all these conversations. But then these restaurants are saying, hey, nomads, 30% discount in my restaurant if you come. 30% off here because they want to get some business because of nothing happening. And then they came up with this amazing idea the workation 30 by 30. So if you come for 30 days to Dubrovnik, uh, participating businesses then will give a 30% discount uh, on their services for those nomads, yeah? And uh, so this is now a, a, this is a concept that's being developed Um and will be launched uh, quite soon. And, um, and we said to, uh, we said to the Brovenick, you need co-working spaces. If you don't have co-working spaces, and if you can't build community, you may as well go home. Yeah? Right. And so you, you need to bring community builders to teach us. So they actually got Dean to come for a week in December. Uh, mm-hmm. which is quite, and Dean was there, and, and you, you were there, obviously, in, uh, in, in Christmas Eve and stuff. And this is the quietest time of the, time of the year. But, um, and so then they announced, I was really proud of them, they announced um, three co-working spaces. Uh, they're about to open the first co-living space, in the National Archives. Um, and these co-working spaces are strategically placed around the city, so they cover each area. Um, and then re- they went beyond what we recommended almost. They actually put out a call to all tourism businesses who wants to participate in this digital nomad card. Yeah, and so, um, and, and 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 businesses have said, yes, we will. And so they've actually got an offer now that's gonna be coming and it's all coming together. It's gonna to be uh, launched quite soon, I think. And the other thing that they said is we need to, how many nomads are here? How do we get that information? Because when you come into a country, you don't say, what's your occupation, nomad? You're this, this, this. So it's very, very hard to actually quantify. And everybody's asking, what is the economic value of nomads? What do they bring? And nobody can really answer that because there's no data. So what they decided to do is they set up a a, a digital nomad concierge point in the tourist board office, just by the main entrance to the old city. And they said, what they're going to say is, if you're a digital nomad, come and register and get your digital nomad pack. And this will be all the information, the discounts and everything else. And that way they can actually start collecting the data and then they can give a service to them. You know, Dubrovnik is phenomenal at what, they, what they've done. Uh, and uh, one of the things that Dean said when he's, he says, I've never seen public-private partnership work in any country with nomads the way it's working in Croatia.
2: Yeah, th- this part is very interesting because I did speak to Tanya and Michael about this regarding um, not just about the pro- partnership, but also how you are saying the, the ability for nomads to actually stretch into longer periods of stay and address some of the low season tourism stuff actually discover local tourism that's apart from just what tourists come and see for two and three days right and when you start so-called leaving there for a longer period you not only experience like more local stuff but actually something that a lot of people might not actually know of, or even get to see, and that's where I definitely want to talk about this, which is like, uh, your new initiative called chromax that touches on this part of my experiences. Yeah, yeah. Um, but-
0: let, let's come to that in a second. I just want to mention one other destination that's doing mm-hmm. amazing stuff that is not on the radar at all at the moment. Um, right. And and my relationship with that destination really is about three months, and that's it. And it's a city of Osiek, which is uh a city east of Zagreb. It's, it's halfway between Belgrade and uh, Zagreb. It's halfway between Budapest and Sarajevo. So it's, it's the closest place in Croatia to best airport, the big hub. And uh, it's it's written off by most people in Croatia because it's east of Zagreb. And everyone has just forgotten the east of Zagreb. It's just like war. The our thing was there, everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I took Steve on this trip uh, in, 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 with his drone and stuff. And we had this amazing six-day, I mean, really amazing six-day program. You know, We talk about undiscovered travel in 2022. That was undiscovered travel. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, I, I was seeing amazing stuff for the first time and I, I've been here 18 years. And uh, so I got really into the vibe in Osiek is it's y- you've been on the Dalmatian coast in winter. It's dead. Yep. You know? yeah, <laughs> this, I mean, it's embarrassingly dead. You know? um, but this city was absolutely alive. It seemed like I could not could not believe it. And we uh, met this uh, English guy at breakfast. You know, hotel in November. I'm like, what the hell are you doing it? He's, no, I'm, I'm, I have a drone company. I live in Switzerland, and um, I use OSIEC engineers for my stuff. They're the best in the world, and I have a business partner who runs a company called Orca, who does a CGI um, goggles and that stuff that you you probably wear and I don't, and um. And uh, I was like, really? And he said, yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a great sushi bar just opened, by the way. And should, should we go for dinner tonight? And uh, Sojan, the CEO of this Orca, this world renowned um, market leader, he'll come as well because he wants to meet you because he's, I just messaging him. He said, wow, TCN, Paul, I really want to meet him. Yeah. So we went out for dinner. And uh, so it was Tony and Sojan, the two drone guys, and then Steve with his drone. And they were droning on about drones. And I was just like, he's putting the beer down where it belongs. And I was like, a bit bored, actually. <laughs> and I just said, uh, guys, could we, um, is there any way we could use drones to promote tourism? And they just looked at each other unlocked. And within uh, two beers, we got the concept of Danube drone days. And Tony is best friends with seven of the world's best pilots because they use his equipment and they're like family friends and everything, so almost. And Sergio has got all the contacts within the city. So the idea was we'd have some kind of cine, cine fest. I think it's called. Um, I, I don't really know about these things. And so we'll get seven of the world's best pilots, seven amateurs with great potential. We'll get them into Osiak. Uh, we'll have screens around the city, but mostly it'll be on, online. And then they'll have different challenges, such as uh, going through the fortress, down rivers, in, in, into the cathedral. I don't know what it is. And then they'll create their own sort of things. And then we'll have an on- online sort of uh, voting and blah, blah, blah. And uh, uh, however it works. I mean, you, you'll understand that shit better than me. I, I don't really understand that. <laughs> and so we had all this. And then um, I said, okay, guys, can we do something? And Sotijan says, I'll call the mayor tomorrow. This is, we'll come up with the concept. Within two weeks, we have the concept. Uh, the whole thing has been approved with partly public money, partly private money. And the festival will take place on May the 23rd. So when you come and visit, Rax, you can, you can, you can take part.
1: <laughs> that's on May the
0: 23rd this year. But then I told them about, I told the guys, so Osijek is the best tech scene in Croatia. They've got really, really good tech, but they don't really market it that well. And, I, and I'm, I'm talking to these people thinking, remote work, this is the best place in Croatia for food, wine, nature, affordability, access to Budapest, Zagreb, and it's got this amazing tech scene. And the city itself is stunning. And it's, it's on, the, on, on, the, on the river Drava. Um, what about uh, if we could start telling the story of the tech scene? And I told them about the digital nomads and residents program. The, 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 there's a thing called OSIX Software City, um, where they have really, really, really good high-quality stuff, and, um, and the business incubator there. And so we want it we want nomads how do we get nomads and so I was like well here's a proposal this is what the and they said yes we're going to do this you know? and so on yesterday at midday I said I'm going to be in Osijek on Monday bit short notice is it possible to get a meeting with the deputy mayor the regional uh, tourism person and from the city uh, from, from, from the region and the regional tourism director and the Osseok tourism director and anybody else right and this is, this is Croatia where everything takes years Midday yesterday, uh, I made a request to the software city guys. Two o'clock, I've got my appointment with the deputy mayor, with everybody asked for at one o'clock on Monday, and they're all ready to engage. And the other thing I did was I put on Facebook uh, an event, like um, uh, I've got this hashtag now, Mogger uh, make Ossia great again. Yeah, And uh, I, I just said, uh, I'm going to be in this pub. Anybody who wants to come and talk tourism renewals, I've got 45 people coming. Oh, that's great. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be bigger than Dean. <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> but but really? these are all people. Th- these are all people. And from the public and the private sector, and they want to work and they want to work together. So there's amazing energy in the East, which we're just about, I'm I'm about to release Steve's video today, but from the remote work tech kind of stuff, that's an amazing example of public-private partnership. So we have it in Zagreb, we have it in Dubrovnik, we have it in Osijek, and we're also talking to Montenegro about certain things, because I, I don't think digital numbers should be country specific. It should be the, the stronger the region, you know, the more people are going to come and do three months here and three months here or month and month, sort of like that. so, right. and then digital nomad association with, with with Michael, he's connecting all the glue. And it's it's super exciting to be in Croatia right now. I can't believe so you're also, not here.
2: So, <laughs> so something that's really interesting, when I look at this from a different perspective, because when you tell the stories that you're talking about, you are really involved in some of the planning straight away, right? But I want to look at the media side of it, I think when you flip flip the coin a bit and you look at it in a different perspective how do you see using media firstly how do you see using media to push all these underrated destinations and unknown stuff and secondly from the perspective of like say other regions that wants to do this and make the same push as Croatia because obviously Croatia is now an example that the surrounding countries look to how can Um, businesses attract media coverage and attention to, to you know to collaborate as you have been doing with all the other businesses or Organizations.
0: Well, uh, you know, I mean, I, I do. I do a lot of stuff for free because if I, I'm, I'm very into, I celebrate the little guy. is one of my uh, is one of my slogans. Um, mm. uh, give people what they want and celebrate the little guy. Those are the two ma- maxims of, of TCN. Um, you know, if I see a story, then I'm happy to write about it. And so I did a whole series in 2019. When I was still finding my way about digital nomads, didn't really know. And I thought, I know what will resonate and what will get attention. And that is personal stories of digital nomads living it, breathing it right now in Croatia, because nobody believes this is actually a thing. So I did a series of really good interviews with uh, probably about 15 digital nomads in all parts of Croatia, you know, within Tanya's network, she found a lot of people. And people are really fascinated. Wow, here's somebody coming from from the States and is here in Split for six months doing this. And it's you know, really, really interesting. And then these people started to connect because they, everyone read the series and they're like, oh, you know, and if you know, so this is how you connect with these different people. And then I did one. I found one woman, uh, Julie. Her name was. She was in her fifties. She was from Denver, and she was in Osceola, which is not on the radar at all at the moment. And it's famous here for mass immigration. This is the centre of immigration. This is this is where the war really flattens. At least really, really flattened, and there's been very little investment since. It's all gone to the coast. And uh, and these were the best people in Croatia. Um, and this is why Steve and I are going again without Iraq. And um and <laughs> and so uh um so I did an interview with her and. She said Osiep for her was probably one of the best places she's ever lived because it was for a single woman, it was safe, nature, food, wine, English, Wi-Fi, affordability, accessibility, blah, 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 right? I published this story and I knew what was going to happen next. It was all over the national media because the fat blogger had found uh, somebody that was going all the way from Denver coming to Osiep when everybody else was leaving and people were going, "Hang on a minute, Is, uh, are we missing something here? You know, And she's bringing mm-hmm. her mindset. And the more the fact that comes in, the quicker things will change. And so th- personal stories like that always work. Always, always, always work. Um, and the second thing was, uh, how do you get people to go? So I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say. Um, Tony might shoot me, um, but I'll take, I'll <laughs> yeah. take a
2: I'm, I'm thinking you're throwing out a lot of info that might not be really for the
0: yeah. <laughs> um, It's good. Well, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, it. No, no. So we we have a conference which, is about, which has been approved, but we're just finalizing details um, in, uh, in uh, 5th of May to the 7th. Uh, where we're going to focus on um, the culture of work. So, uh, you know, Dubrovnik, this DNI, this Nomads Residence Programme, really got a lot of global interest around within the community. This is a a very sort of forward-thinking kind of thing. And so Dubrovnik went from nowhere. A bit like Zagreb after our Digital Nomad Week, Nomad List had their their major um, 2021 survey, and they said um, uh, that the, the fifth most liked city in the world was Zagreb.
2: Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that, that was actually quite surprising even even because it's considering there are the many cities in contention yeah of-
0: I, I, I was we were, and Croatia was number two country and I was just like whoa you know like Eighteen months ago, they didn't know what a digital nomad was, you know. So this is again proof that somebody's doing something right, yeah. And with Dubrovnik, it's really got this reputation now of being quite forward-thinking. And all the things now I'm saying about, you know, the co-living spaces and this, this card and all this all this um, all the findings of, uh, of uh, DNIR. Um, and so this culture of work is the uh, is the is the is the uh, thing. And so we're going to invite all the countries that have got digital nomad visas to come to Dubrovnik to tell us about it. Mm-hmm. And all the countries thinking of doing digital nomad visas. Why don't you come and learn about it all in one place so that we can start maybe to build Dubrovnik as a policy center for remote work for the future? Mm -hmm. I'm
2: hearing a lot, like based off the examples you're talking about, it's really businesses or organizations taking a proactive step in approaching either events that are significant or approaching the media person. Because apparently like, I don't know if you see it because you are actually the person in the shoe, right? But what I'm saying is that the only reason a lot of these people actually will get any exposure from your platform is because they actually come to things that you are doing, like if you organize like a drinks for whoever is interested. Taking a proactive step to actually try and do this market might actually be beneficial. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, but but also, I'm you know, I'm 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 kind of um, trying to because the whole thing about uh, about uh, this whole movement is about community, and community is a really new thing to me. I mean, mm-hmm. we did a we did a Viber community last year for the uh, for the for coronavirus, and I learned so much. Um, and so I'm I'm trying to be as inclusive as possible with other people. So even if somebody's in contact with me, but I see something, then I'm like, uh, okay, well that's something that's right about it and everything else. And I was doing some content for DNA Association uh, when they started, and so I was like doing writing about this and this and this. But then what was really interesting to me was about six months ago, uh, I went into Google News, and I put in the term digital Nomadi. OK, and I said look, stories from the last seven days. OK, so this is like in the local media. Now, when I say local media, I'm talking about Croatian, Serbian, uh, Montenegrin, because it's all the same, same thing there. And there were eight different stories about digital nomadi, about something that was happening in Zadar, something that was happening in Nixic in Montenegro, something happening in Belgrade. Uh, a meeting has been signed in, in Mostar. And you can actually just see from that, it, just from those eight stories, you can see that it's, 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 a, it's getting grassroots. You know? It's becoming established and more and more things. And with Digital Nomad Association and their work, that is going to be. That's going to provide the umbrella uh, through which. And now, if the, if they can work with the National Tourist Board and the Ministry and all these different people effectively, um, and it'll be more effective without, with me not being involved. That's fine. I, I don't mind that. Then we really have a chance to. Um, and if they'll listen and take advice in the same way that Zagreb has done, in the same way that Dubrovnik has done, in the same way that uh, Osijek is doing, then we can really become a global leader in this mm-hmm. right. because we have everything. And if the, the one thing Croatia is terrible at is cooperation <laughs> and cohesion, it, but it's just, it's terrible. Yeah? And, uh, and what I'm seeing for the first time ever in Croatia, I think is now is a movement that is starting to gel where everybody is leaving their ego behind and saying, we want to move this forward. And, you know, to me, when we had that digital nomad reflection day, um, the, last week with the four hour thing, you know, we had the deputy mayor of Dubrovnik was there, we had the Tourist Director of Dubrovnik was there for, for the whole four hours, you know, the whole thing. We had people from NGOs were there. We had people starting things in history were there. Uh, there was a guy in Rijeka was there. And, you know, I'd never heard of him, but I can help him mm-hmm. because I, I, I'm about to start doing some stuff with Rijeka. And I'm like, well, let's go together and I'll start pushing that. But I didn't know about you until Michael organize this thing. And now I have a bigger picture. And then Michael sent out this great update saying, these are the minutes, this is what happened. And it's all public. We we published from TCN. So now everybody else can see actually there is stuff happening. And then who to connect and who to talk to. So it's honestly, it's super exciting. I can't believe you're not
2: here. (laughs) I'll be back. I'll be back. And and so one of the other elements you talked about, about the media and stuff, right? Uh, Before we conclude, definitely And I think this will be a good introduction before I talk about the incredible EVAs of Zagreb that's in the tourism space, Um, is this notion that we covered a bit about local experiences and tourism is definitely one aspect I'm seeing you make the yeah. push towards digital nomadism for you there's definitely a connection between like experiences and tourism yeah. in and using that to bring digital nomads to yeah. the country right so yeah. tell us a bit about Chromats. Uh, and i know it's launching soon but give us a sneak peek of it and what is it yeah yeah
1: it's
0: launching soon launching soon launching soon um it's coming soon um <laughs> so, uh, so this is an idea that came very quickly it's a very new idea and uh in october there was uh there's, an, there's a great event every year called the world championship of olive picking okay Mm -hmm. and this is on the island of brach which is near split and it's basically i guess a, a lazy dalmatian guy who has a lot of olives and he didn't want to pick them himself so he came up with a world championship and each team has two girls two boys and uh they have a three or four day festival Including one day when they have to pick as many olives as they can in, in a certain period of time and then and then the one who picks the most of the winner. And they have teams from New Zealand, from Russia, from the United States, everything else. I mean it's it's and it's a great authentic experience that you can't really get in many places, okay? And it's a world championship. Um and so Tanya was sitting in uh, in splits a uh, drinking in a bar for a change with um uh, four of the digital nomads in residents from uh from Dubrovnik, uh Alyssa from Japan, Rob, the guy from Holland that I mentioned earlier, and um, Charlie from Wales and um, and sam from england and they were saying that's pretty far out could we enter a digital nomad olive picking team wouldn't that be wild so a phone call was made and the answer was yes so they had t-shirts made uh, the extra virgin digital nomad olive picking team okay they made a great video uh, they went they came fifth they were on the national news they were on news in i think holland and in norway as well okay great story right and they, yeah. you need to follow tcn to get the real news you know <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, and uh, and so I thought, I made amazing stuff. But I thought, if I had posted that opportunity on Expats and Split Facebook page or Digital Nomads and Split Facebook page, I would have had 40 or 50 people wanting to have that authentic experience. Yeah. So for next year, that's what will happen. Um, and then the next week, I was at a press conference in Zagreb, the Zagreb County Tourist Board, and they had a, a month of open sellers, uh, like wine tasting in the wine regions around Zagreb, uh, mixing it up with culture, cinema, art, music, that kind of stuff. And now there's one event, it was the new James Bond movie. Uh, in a vineyard sat on straw bales covered in uh, blankets with roast chestnuts and young portuguese that's like the local grape variety here. Yeah? and that was the that was the experience and i was like how nuts is that right so i said to the tourist board director shall i post this on the digital Nermot Facebook page which now has 8600 uh, members so it's growing very quickly here yeah? and she said oh uh, well m- maybe not because it's limited but uh, would they like to go truffle hunting do you think because if they want to go truffle hunting, we can organize truffle hunting. We're going by this. Steve and I are going, but you're, you're missing out again, Max. Yeah, I on. keep
2: wanting to go. <laughs> I know,
0: Well, you know, you, you need to be in the country to, uh, to, to, to take part in these things. You, know? you can't all do it remotely. You know? this, is, this is about travel in, from the other podcast, Travel 20 years ago. It's like getting your hands dirty <laughs> and actually doing it, not being good on Instagram. Right? Yeah, I, I do <laughs> think I've got to arrange that. Um, and so she said, well, we can do truffle hunting and then we do wine tasting and then we have lunch with truffles. And I was like, and I thought, what am I doing? I've been in tourism for 10 years and I've missed the biggest opportunity of all. Croatia is the European leader, in my, in my opinion, of authentic experiences, 365 days of the year, all over the country. There is always something happening somewhere, and it's pretty wild, you know. I mean, I I live, I live on an island where they had a lavender festival. Uh, every year, they had a, an edible Dormouse Festival, so they got these little Dormice and they put them on the grill. Now, the, I, mean, I mean, it's not to everyone's taste, but these are pretty unique, authentic kind of stuff. You know? right. um, and then I thought, okay, I'm going to break it down into five different sections. Uh, natural Croatia, so Lavender Festival, making silk in Conavli, just outside Dubrovnik. Uh, then we have... Um, uh, sports and adrenaline so we have kayaking and we have sailing but we also have indigenous sports like scrapping which is like basically running on mountain rocks like sharp ones a bit nuts but and there's a thing called Pizegin in split which is a traditional gameplay by all guys um, and then we have um, traditional croatia so we have these big religious festivals and, uh, to celebrate sort of patron saint's days and uh, the of greater festivals and every village has their own patron saint day when they all go nuts and they all dress up in the traditional stuff and it's really really amazing all over the country uh, and then we have gourmet and, you know, the food and wine in Croatia, as you know, is pretty good. And it's very diverse, very regional. The wines are amazing. You know, this is where Zinfandel comes from, all that stuff. Um, and then the last one was Innovation Croatia. There's a lot of no matter into tech and startup and stuff like that. So a tour of Riemats Bugatti uh, mm-hmm. inside a unicorn at Infobip, you know, getting into Ossieck Software City. Uh, the medical tourism stuff here is, is, is incredible. too, you know, and to put all that into a calendar, into a website offering those experiences and actually have a calendar so that people can actually come and say, okay, I'm thinking of coming to Croatia in June. What is it? Wow, I can pick lavender. Yeah. And if I stay another month, then I can go to Ultra Europe Music Festival. And I can... and the, the way to do it was that we, the way we're doing it is, um, and, and you, you were one of these experiences, uh, was uh, we would get a local partner. Um, let's say the, uh, the, the first one we did, uh, there's, a, there's a, a very cool, very unknown festival on the island of Hoare in November when everything's dead. And it's called Pesca Fondo. It's a squid fishing championship.
1: Okay, mm-hmm.
0: And 10 years ago, uh, the first event I ever covered when I started writing about Croatia was fond Fonda the first year, because I knew the owner. He runs a famous restaurant there. And the first year, there were seven teams squid fishing, and 35 people came to his restaurant for the after party. And to be honest, I thought it was a bit shit, um, but, you know, I supported him. And then 10 years, it was his 10th anniversary in November, and uh, he had 72 teams from all over croatia from poland from italy from slovenia from bosnia and about 1500 people came to the whole event because they had different things tacked on so in, in, yeah in nine i years... saw
2: the video i saw the video for that was last year right that was crazy yeah. like i saw the okay, video so okay of, so, like, so, the so right. just so, going
0: so okay this is but this is this is exactly the point of romance, right so you've seen it so what i said to the guy was like i'm going to charge you some money and you're going to trust me because we've worked together for 10 years, and he's like, whatever you say, Paul's we'll fine, how much is that? I'll send it, and so, And I'm going to send you three nomads from New Zealand who live in uh, in Trögir, Nick and Anna and, uh, and Mahina, and you're going to give them accommodation, feed them, get them drunk, take them out, you know, you give them the whole experience, and they're going to produce a video uh, of that experience with an intro and outro from them. And he's like, and it's for this new platform, and I could explain it to you, but, you know, I'm not going to waste my time, because you're going to give me the money anyway, and then you'll see the video. <laughs> and you're like, okay. How much? No. No. So I then called Nick and I said, you, go. Do you fancy a weekend squid fishing on far foreign home? He's like, have you seen the weather forecast? And I was like, just do it. And he's like, and it's all paid for. I was like, yeah, you're going to have a great time. You're going to meet the guy. He's going to really look after you, I promise you. And just trust me on this. And he was like, okay, all right, I'll go. And so he went with his, with his wife and his, and his mother-in-law and uh, they said it was just unreal just yeah. with, like the music I- the food the atmosphere everything right and so we created them they created the 90 second pesca fondo cromance experience video right mm-hmm. which goes onto the platform and so that next year people are going oh well, we've heard about squid fishing what's it like okay well here's the video from last year through the eyes of a nomad and you can see you know Similar mindset to you, and this is what their experience was. Man, I want to go. So, I predict we'll have at least 10 15 uh, people taking place next year. Yeah, and this (laughs) is in November. This year, yeah, this year, whatever. This is November when nothing happens, when everyone's sleeping because everything's up, things are happening, but nobody's actually putting it all together. It's again, it's about. It's about connecting, connecting, connecting. So then we had, um, you know, Tanya has this thing called a Nomad Table. So mm-hmm. in every every Friday in Split, it's you pay um, one hundred and fifty kuna or something for a two course meal with a bit of entertainment. And if you're a nomad or not a nomad or want to be nomad and you want to come in and just meet like minded people and have a nice social evening, you book you book a place. Yeah, and uh, so it's sold out every week. Yeah, and people are coming and going, wow, we never knew this kind of stuff was out. So I, we did a chromatic experience video of that. So that goes into the calendar so people know. And what I did was I went I went to Nomad Table a few months ago and I tagged the mayor of Split. And I said, this is what's happening in your city right now. And uh, I'm very lucky that I booked because if I didn't book, then there'd be no room uh, for me because it would have been sold out. Shall hmm. I make a reservation for you and your wife for next Friday? And the mayor of Split said, I'd be delighted. So then I introduce, I made sure Yandy came and Tanya came and Michael came and uh, so I wasn't there and they all had dinner and then they had the chance to have that direct conversation with the mayor who is a very progressive guy, he's, he's new into the job and he really sees this whole movement and so that's a really strong connection that we made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing about Cromas about now is that we, we're basically looking to work with different destinations and, and different uh, experiences to start creating this video database in this calendar so that people know that Croatia is great for lifestyle, it's great for food and wine and everything else, but then actually this is what you can do. And there's some really far out stuff. There's some really yeah, far. I, mean, I, I obviously have so some insights.
2: Tell, on tell, you tell,
0: tell, 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 tell your listeners uh, or your okay. viewers where we took you for your Cromas experience.
2: Well, so, so I went, I think two of the most authentic ones that I've seen was uh, the Day of the date. Is it called Day of the Day? Okay. day of the okay. Yeah, uh, yep. in the cemetery. And that was like just a day or two days after I arrived in, in Zagreb. Yeah, right, so yeah. that was really interesting. And then, of course, we went for the abandoned airbase that is in between, um, was it like yeah. Bosnia and, and Croatia? Bosnia and Croatia, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, so that was crazy because I went to the sister airbase before in Bosnia. And then this yeah. was like way bigger. And then we were like inside yeah. looking yeah. At, at the thing. And we the stories of it.
0: This, yeah, this is, a, this is an airbase that Tito built, which ha- housed 80 MiG fighters. Inside the mountain, it was built to withstand a nuclear attack. It's got five runways, and it was fully operational until nineteen eighty nine, until nineteen ninety one, when the Serbs blew it up because of the the war. And you mm. can go there now. And Eva, who is uh, who is our grandma's partner, you know, she took us on an incredible tour. I mean, she knows the place inside out, and it, it's really mind blowing place. And I think our, I think that video will be coming out quite soon, actually. And we've managed to get some archive footage of when of the mix landing and everything, so we'll mix that into the video.
2: Oh, that's nice. So, so I'm very excited about the project, just because like some of the experience there. That- you have mentioned like truffle hunting and stuff and some of those that I know you're planning that have not been yeah. released yet uh, yeah. are definitely experiences that as a traveler not even just as a nomad right? even as a traveler in itself when we start talking about when you travel is about people and experience versus a destination yeah. specifically I think that yeah. is what that is what is hard to do even by yourself because I'm yeah. I'm not like a super big tour person, but I'll go to a place and I'll go for tours this and that, right? Yeah. But there are certain things that it's really difficult for you to get yourself as a solo traveler, yeah. as an individual backpacker, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think these are some of the experiences that you might not even know about as well. That's also the thing, right?
0: Well, but but also there's a, there's a really cool extra bit to all this. Uh, so I'm working with the uh, legendary Eva from swanky Min Hostel, from uh, <laughs> so swank, Travel, uh, who's a great person, one of the best people in Croatian tourism, and. Um, we came up with the idea of forming a Chromads expat travel club. So you have okay, always been people wait.
2: This, well, this This, I'm not going to let you say it because I'm going to talk to her and this is going to be a topic for the next episode. Then the listeners have to wait for because okay, I, yeah. I, I've heard about that and I think that is super interesting. So I'm definitely yeah. looking for. And then I don't know as much it, about it.
0: It starts, the, the, first, the first thing we're doing is called Gin Credible. And we're going to a boutique uh, gin distillery outside Zagreb, and uh, ten people only. Steve's coming. Are, are you coming, Rex? Are you missing out on another experience?
2: If you are sending me with the air tickets, I will show up. I can't even. I'm like, I'm like freaking quarantine now from like just landing here. Life choices. Oh well, I I will, I will check out the other experiences for sure. But then, but then I will definitely be interested to talk to Eva about this because it sounds yeah super talk to her
0: because it's because she's the brains behind it. And
2: stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. So so in in general, I really see like even as the media platform, you are kind of the connector between different spaces, and I think that's how strong a media platform can be, especially if you as the founder are even more active in not just reporting but actually trying to build that connection. Yeah. That's really working out for like countries who wants to. You know, yeah. start making a push and giving information out. Yeah, no, yep. I
0: think I mean no, I, I, I think kind of really we've got uh, we've got some really nice things working now. Like TCN is, is doing it. We're not the only media. I'm not saying we're not. So it's, you know, there's definitely other people writing, but we have a, a very focused sort of uh, thing for the media. Uh, DNA. Digital Nomads Association of Croatia is really the glue, and it's a really active. I mean, they're they're really sort of pushing, 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 and they can advocate for change. And and they're actually now advocating to change the digital nomad visa so people can stay for longer. Mm-hmm. And so these are, and these are discussions that are happening at ministerial level. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you've got Tanya and Saltwater Nomads who've got really um, great policy ideas, great sort of. Um, creative contents, and they see the bigger picture and they see what needs to happen. And then you've got a lot of like tech cities, like in in Ossiak and stuff like that, they want to be part of it. And then you do have some really progressive public partners, such as the Zagreb Tourist Board, such as the city of Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik Tourist Board, such as um, what's happening in Ossiak. And so, and, you know, and and I'm hoping hoping the National Tourist Board will come on board responsibly because they've obviously got budgets. Um, We're doing this on a very small budget. Uh, um, Tanya tells me that uh, Lisbon has a budget of like $10 million a year or something for, for what, for what they do and we're getting a fraction of that but what we could do with a bit more money given this is what we've proved we can do with almost no money could be absolutely sensational it's, it's a huge opportunity Yep.
2: Yeah, so i'm definitely following up on the stories that's happening but if others want to follow up on either your adventures around croatia or about the information of the development of croatia in this space where should they go to
0: um if you're looking for uh, the experiences uh our platform is called Chromads. Chromads.com um and that and that will be there's a there's a uh, promo video on there at the moment which steve did um which is great and so we'll go live hopefully later this month um but um if you're looking to follow. Uh digital nomads story uh, on Total Creation News we have a special section in our navbar called Digital Nomads and that has all the latest news and features and stuff and that's uh, probably four to six stories every week um, uh, it can be an interview with somebody it could be you know a, a development it could be something else uh, events and so on um, and I would also encourage you to follow saltwaternomads.com that's yeah. Tanya and she's doing a really good events, things like Nomad Table. We've got several other things in the pipeline if we can get the funding. Um, and I would also encourage you to follow uh, dnacroatia.com. That's the Digital Nomad Association Croatia, which Michael is currently the director of. And that's, the, that's really the glue. Uh, and they also have a, um, uh, a website called dnastay.com where they're developing a good database of uh, reputable certified uh, digital nomad accommodation uh, options. Uh, I'm not sure how, how, uh, how developed it is, but I, I know it's live. Um, and I'd say those, those are sort of the main things really um, that I could say to follow.
2: Awesome, awesome, sounds good. Um, thank you for coming on, Paul. Uh, you was yeah. a very insightful deep dive into some of the initiative that's going to happen and that have happened and definitely looking forward like, to what's happening this year for sure.
1: Thank you for listening to Chat with Nomads. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to share with your friends. Also, we'd love to know what topics you'd like to hear more about. To stay updated on the latest, join us on our mailing list at chatwithnomads.com. You can also find more travel and nomading tips at Nomads Unveiled. That's N-O-M-A-D-S-U-N-V-E-I-L-E-D.com. Start living your dreams today. We'll catch you in the next episode.